Hey there, welcome to a new episode of the Aligned Women podcast. Before we get started with today's episode, I want to give you one last reminder that if you are in the ramp up phase of practice right now, which means basically you're doing it all on your own and you're feeling really overwhelmed with that, then we have a wonderful solution for you. That is the, uh, the Elevated Women Masterminds. The Elevated Women Masterminds starts the first week of February. And this group of women, we are going to be supporting through how to get out of the overwhelm and how to continue to grow your practice in a way that allows you even more time freedom than what you have now. So if you'd like to work less and earn more money, then be sure to fill out an application for Elevated. And you can find the application at alignedwoman.com forward slash Elevated. Welcome to the Aligned Women Podcast, a podcast to empower women in chiropractic to grow practices that work for their families. I'm Dr. Danielle Eaton. And I'm Dr. Shauna Dingman. We're two moms who are navigating the journey of life and practice just like you. So sit back, take a deep breath, and enjoy the show. And welcome to a new episode of the Aligned Women podcast. I am joined today by my amazing co-host, the beautiful and lovely Dr. Danielle Eaton. How are you today, Danielle? I am good. Every time you introduce me like that, I get all like blushing and funny feeling. (laughs) Yes. Thank you. Um, You know, in our previous episode, you asked me on a scale of one to 10, how my day was going. And I complained about my neck. And I said it was a nine because my neck was hurting. If my neck wasn't hurting, it would be a 10. And you know what didn't happen? I didn't ask you how your day was on a scale of one to 10. So it's your turn now. Um, well, I think I probably, I told you, because I think I told you my neck was hurting too. So it must've been something in the air. We were having bad sleeps. Yeah. I'm great. I would say I'm a nine today. Yep. And awesome. I can't say exactly why I'm not a 10, but I'll take a nine. I'm good with that. Well, if your neck was feeling like mine is feeling, then that would probably take you down a notch. (laughs) So what are we going to be talking about in today's episode? Today, we're talking about how to set up your work schedule. So how to choose the number of hours that you work and how to basically create those hours to be the most efficient and effective for you, both personally and in your practice. I really love this topic because this is something that I have struggled with so much myself. In my first practice, I started with um, a young child already in my life. She was, I want to say just about one at that time. And I left my cushy office job on the faculty at Logan to be able to start my own practice and have more time freedom to be with her. But because my expenses were high and because I had a whole lot of hangups about money, I was really concerned about growing my practice quickly so that I didn't have to be so worried about money. Irony there. But what I found myself doing was just working and working and working and having no boundaries about when I wasn't on. I was on all the time. Mm -hmm. And I found myself really quickly feeling very burned out, really frustrated, spending less time with my kiddo than I had been in her first life or her first life, her first year of life for sure. And I had no idea what to do. People that I talked to about this, like my referral partners, they would say, well, I think you need a business coach. And I was like, 
whatever. My business is growing too fast. And that's the problem. I don't know how to make time for all the other things. I didn't have the words for it at that time though. I didn't know that I should sit down and like really carve out my schedule, cluster book better, some of the things that we'll talk about today. But essentially I was giving all of my potential time away to marketing and patient care. And I was not making time for anything else. Big mistake. That's what we see in so many of our clients. Um, You know, just that idea of I'm open from nine in the morning until six at night or from eight in the morning until seven at night. And yet there's just not enough time at home with the kids. There's that sense of, well, I work all day, all week. And then I've got, you know, hashtag all the things to do at home. And there's just not enough of me to go around. And that, that isn't the way practice should be. And it doesn't have to be like that. And that's, that's the whole reason why you created Aligned Women to figure out how can we honor both, I don't want to say both sides of ourselves, but, you know, both aspects of our life, the, the in-practice doctor us and the mom, wife, woman, the other side of us that gets to enjoy life. And I think that being in practice should be freeing for us instead of tying us down more and more. So one of the things that we have really been taking a look at with a lot of our clients is how many hours a week are you actually working? How many patients do you see within those hours? And one of the funny things that you and I see right off the bat is as soon as somebody tells us their patient volume and the number of hours that they work, we can see right away whether or not they're using their time in practice as efficiently as they could be. Um, I started working with a one-on-one client back in, I think it was last July. And I, I just, first of all, I love this client. She's every coach's dream. She's one of those people that when you make a suggestion, she just does it and it works great and she gets great results. But one of the things that she wanted to do coming into our coaching relationship was have a day off. So she worked Monday to Friday all day and she never had a day off and she wanted to have at least a morning to herself. And so we went through this process that you and I were going to talk about today, really doing kind of a time audit and how are you actually spending your time and why do you not have more time to yourself? And then just kind of honing in, tweaking her schedule. And so now she actually has a lot more time off to herself in her week and her patient volume has gone up almost 50%. So that's really what we want to see is how do you create more efficiency? Because when you start to set up your day properly in a way where your hours are useful and productive and efficient, you will find that your ability to see more people actually increases. Yeah, it's counterculture in a sense when we talk about working less and earning more money because in our culture at large, it's the expectation that if you want to have more money and you want to have more things, then you better work harder for them, right? But especially because we're in such a high touch profession and we also have families to take care of, we have to make sure that we are resourced first and foremost. And if we're giving away all of our time and all of our energy to everyone else, it's a fast track to burning out, which is not a great income producing strategy for the long term, especially. So we talked about, I can't remember if we talked about it in a recent podcast episode or whether we were talking about it in Aligned Women, but one of the biggest mistakes that we see people making is not um, not valuing enough the amount of administrative time that a practice takes. And you and I have come up with sort of a magic formula 
Um, and you know, again, that's just based on experience that if you have 20 hours a week, or let's say 40 hours a week that you want to be working, half of that needs to be administrative time. So for every hour that you spend with patient care, you've got probably an hour of administration. So you need to be able to budget that into your time. I was just reading um, one of the applications that has come in recently for a mastermind group. I was reading her, um, you know, we said how many hours, a, one of the questions we ask is how many hours a week do you work? And I found it interesting at how many patient hours she had and how few administrative hours. And I thought, that's going to have to be something that we're going to work on because no wonder she feels overwhelmed. She's simply not allowing enough admin time. We need to respect the, the amount of hours that a business simply takes to run. And that is, you know, that, that's, just, that's just part of it. Now, you can offset some of that by delegating more things out, by outsourcing more. So you can create fewer administrative hours for yourself as long as you have lots of support. But most people, when they're setting up their practice, they make the mistake of saying, well, I'll be in the office. Just I'm just using this as, as an example, Monday to Friday, nine to five. And there just simply isn't, they figure they'll fit the administrative time in the holes in that. And what happens is they get a person here, a person there, they kind of get dribs and drabs of patient care. And there's never enough time to have the mental space or the actual time space to get any of the sort of bigger jobs done. And then they pile up and then they have to be done at night or on the weekend. So first thing is to realize you don't need to be available all the time to people. You need to figure out when do you want to be available and when do you not want to be available? And if you only want to work three days a week because you want to have two days at home with your kids, awesome. Just work three days a week and then go from there. If you only want to have, say, two mornings and two afternoons a week and you're thinking in your head like, oh, that's such a, I don't know whether that's a pipe dream, but I would just love to be able to have all that extra time at home with the kids, awesome. Figure out what you want first and then we'll help you figure out how to create the practice that supports that yes. in the way that you want to. Yes. And that was what I did differently when I started practice the second time around. I kept my expenses ultra low and I set my office hours Monday through, sorry, Monday and Thursday from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. and Wednesdays from 4 to 7 p.m. So that I had two mornings for women that were stay-at-home moms or people that could come over their lunch break because I was there through the lunch hour. And I had one evening and I was like, this is it. This is all I've got to give and I'm going to make this work or I'm not, but I knew that I was going to. And, and did the people come? Yeah, my schedule was full within the first 90 days. Plus I was profitable within the first 90 days because my expenses were low and my patient care schedule was full. It was a no brainer. My husband, you know, he was kind of like, I don't know if this is going to work. And I was like, watch me make this work. Watch me. Cause I just knew. Here's the thing. When you start off like that and you fill, then you can decide to add in more hours, but it's a lot harder if you have all the hours available and you've got people scheduled in scatterings here, there, and everywhere. It's harder to scale back and then tell people, hey, you know that appointment time that you have at 4.30 on Thursday afternoons? That's not going to be available anymore. It's a lot better to tell your patients we have more appointment times available now than it is to scale back. So mm -hmm. 
if you're starting out, so if you are opening a new clinic, maybe you've been in clinic for a while and now your family has moved and you're opening up in a new location, or maybe you're still at the very beginning stages and you're just starting out. How many hours a week, Danielle, would you recommend people opening up for patient care? What do you think is a good Starting number? out? Like 10? 10. <laughs> Were we thinking the same number? I mean, yeah, when you're just starting out, you don't need more than that. Um, any other time that you commit to working, then that would be time that you're working on marketing and that you're working on um, building yeah. relationships, yeah. networking, right? Yeah. So the, the key here is that your expenses are low in your practice so that you don't feel like you have to be available for everyone. When you have really high expenses, then of course you're going to feel like, well, I've got to be able to be available for this person and that person and that person and the next one because I need the money. And that's not a great place to come from. Worst feeling ever. Yeah. Ever. So really what you want to look for here. You and I have both done that. Done it. It horrible. It does. Yes. So what you want to look for here is the people that are the right people, the people that can say yes. It's just easy for them to come when you are available in those narrow patient care hours. And and it's not a question. There's no stress. There's no worry. It's just easy. And then, as you said, fill the hours that you have designated available. So if you start with 10 hours, fill those hours first before you expand them. Yes. And I'm going to say that, especially if you're starting or if you've been in practice for a while, but you're still below, say, 30% capacity, my recommendation to you is to choose only certain hours, even within those hours that you offer people appointments. So um, for me, for example, when I started my practice back in 2018, in the location that I'm in now, For example, if I had an afternoon shift, my afternoon shifts are from three to six. When I first opened up, there were only two available appointment times. It was at three or it was at 5.30. Those were the only choices that I gave people. Now, if somebody said, well, you know, my kids aren't finished school until 3.30 and by 5.30 we're into dinner, then I would give them another time. But I found it amazing that I would say, okay, does three work or does 5.30 work? And they would choose one or the other. I can't think of any exceptions I had in the beginning where people didn't just work into one or the other. And the benefit to that is that you give yourself these long gaps of time in between where you can actually sit down and you can get other projects for the practice done in that time. It is the worst feeling ever having people just drip in through the day. I remember Mm -hmm. years and years ago, um, I did locums for a little bit and I remember doing a locum for a practice and I had to be there from seven in the morning until six at night, like Ugh. 11 hours of patient care and people would be scheduled at any point during the day. And it felt like I'd finish adjusting somebody and then I'd have five minutes and then somebody else would come in and then I'd have 20 minutes and then somebody else would come in. I wanted to shoot myself by the end of the week. It was the most tiring, like it was the most exhausting practice I have ever been in. And contrast that to another practice that I covered. Um, So somebody else I was covering on vacation, very, very high volume. So um, between our two practices, he was, I was seeing about 650 of his patients a week, like in each week that he was on vacation, plus 
my practice was at about 120 about then. So I was doing almost almost 800 offices a week. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you, my shoulders were sore at the end of the week, but I was not. It was exciting and everything was cluster booked. So our shifts were seven to 10 in the morning and 3.30 till six at night. And in between then we had administrative time, we had team meetings, um, I would have marketing stuff to do, all the other things. But when I was on, I was on and it was busy. And being busy is a great feeling. It's really energizing. Being bored out of your tree and waiting for the next person is soul sucking. Yeah, for sure. You know, I have never felt personally like a high volume practice resonated with me until I heard a leader in our profession talk about it last year. And when he shared this, I was like, oh, okay, I think I get it now. In that basically, if you were moving from one person to the next person to the next person, you're staying in a high energy state. And it's when you go from like getting in that state with someone to like dropping out of it and then getting back in and then getting out of it. Like you're getting in your zone when you're adjusting someone and then not like getting into your, you know, your email, it totally changes your state. And as you change states or change roles, essentially that many times throughout the day, it leaves you feeling really exhausted. It requires energy every time you have a shifting gears. Yeah, it does. That's why switch tasking doesn't work. Right. So yeah. And the thing is, you don't have to be high volume. Like Danielle and I are not saying you guys should aim for high volume practices. It's, mm-hmm. That's not what I want in my life. Um, and there was a period of time where I did, but I don't want that anymore. But what I do want is exactly what you said. When I'm adjusting, I want to be in that constant mindset, that, that energy, that flow of adjusting. And for me, within my shifts, and again, not everybody does this. You don't have to do it. But I find for me, it helps me stay more efficient and on task when I even split up my shifts into I have an hour of adjusting and then I'll do an hour of long appointments and then I do an hour of adjusting and I don't book adjustments into those long appointment times and I don't book long appointments into my adjusting time. So when I'm adjusting, it's adjust, 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 and then long appointments. I shift gears into that. Okay. Now I need to connect for that long appointment. What do I want to make sure? What are the different transition points? What do I want to make sure that I cover? What are the tests that I'm going to be doing? How do I want to communicate? And then once that's over, it's back into connecting again in an adjustment state of mind. So all of those things help you figure out how to create a week that's ideal to you. But I promise you, if you are working, if you're working more than 20 like clinical hours a week, unless you're seeing hundreds of patients in that time, you likely can cut way down on your hours. And I would highly recommend doing a time audit and figuring out, like, just figure out how much time do you typically spend with a patient? How many hours are you in the clinic? And, and if you saw an, say you, say you spend 15 minutes with a patient, if you, all you had was patient, patient, like adjustment, 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 how many adjustments in a 15 minute time, like in that, however many hours you have through the week, how many 15 minute blocks are there? And if you're not at that number, then scale way back, figure out, okay, based on the number of people that I'm currently seeing, how many hours should I actually be practicing? And then 
tighten up from there and make sure you leave yourself a day or at least a shift, a couple of shifts here and there where you are not seeing patients. You're just, you get to do whatever you want to do. Amen to that. If you don't know if this is you that we're describing, then here's, here's how I look at it. And this is what I used to do. And I can fall back into this, by the way, I'm not perfect, but I catch myself easily now. Whereas I used to just do this all the time. I would adjust somebody. I'd go sit down at my desk. I would start their soap note, but then my email would ding. So I'd go to my email, check that. And then I'd notice that there was an advertisement for a pretty pair of uh, minimalist shoes. And I'm like, Ooh, shoes. I'm going to go look at those shoes. And then I think, Oh shoot, I forgot to lay out something for dinner. And then it's like, Oh, I got to text my husband. What are we going to do for dinner tonight? Maybe we should just go out because nothing is ready. And then he says, Hey, did you pay that bill? And I'm like, Oh, let me get back online. I'm going to pay that bill. But now I have a new email in my, in, in my inbox. It's just this cycle that we keep going in. We're like, nothing has really been completed or done that you don't want to be in that state. And then, oh, now it's time to adjust the next person. And you can do this all day long. And nothing has really gotten completed because you've just repeated this process over and over and over again. Yeah, I had a coach once who told us, when you're in your adjusting time, only adjust. And if you have time in between patients, either be in your Bible or in some kind of a, like a nonfiction self-help, like, personal improvement kind of book, right? So you're either reading or you're adjusting. It's one or the other. And I will tell you this, for the time that I did that, it made it really, it made me really aware of how much time I had in between patients. Because when, when you can't open up your email and you can't check on social media and you can't do all those things, and you're literally sitting there like, I guess I'm reading again, (laughs) really obvious to you how many hours you have that you don't necessarily need to have and whether or not you can tighten up your, your adjusting times and cluster booking people. Mm -hmm. So try that for a week. Just promise yourself that in between adjustments, I will not open my computer or my phone. I love that idea. (laughs) And then let us know how it goes after, after the end of a week, because that would be a really interesting experiment. And I know there are some of you who are listening who are saying, but that's how like all my appointments are done online or that's how people get in touch with me. Fair enough. Promise yourself you're not going to open up other apps or check your email. And that's, you just have to know whether you're doing it or not, but just try it and you will see. Yes, you will. (laughs) Okay. So in a nutshell, if we were to recap what we've talked about today, Um, making your office schedule feel less overwhelming is really about being clear about how much time you have available for patient care and how much you need for all the other tasks that you have to do and making sure those other tasks are actually scheduled into your week, that there's time blocked for those things, like your administrative things, your marketing things, et cetera, so that you're not just hoping that they get done after the kids go to bed, but that you've actually dedicated time to them in a normal work day, not when you should be sleeping yourself. Um, making sure that you're cluster booking your appointments is going to be key for energy management as well as time management and not letting people have free reign over your schedule. Yes. So really being clear about what you're offering to your patients and making sure that 
it is in your best interest first before you offer an appointment. Yes. I'm just going to add something really quick to that too. If people can't work into your schedule, if you decide on a schedule that works really well for you and people can't work into it, they're not your ideal patient. Even though they may seem like it, they've got the right demographic, they've got the right interests, part of your ideal patient avatar is people who fit your schedule. So don't be afraid of letting go of those people. Just remind yourself they were never the right people for me and that's okay. Yeah. Ah, I love this topic. There's so much we could say on this. I, well, I'm sure that we'll talk about it again in the future, but if you want to hear more about how to not be quite so overwhelmed in your practice, then be sure to reference episode 75, where we talk about some strategies to decreasing your overwhelm that are different than what we've shared today overall. All right. So on that note, don't forget that applications are due for the Elevated Women Mastermind on January 31st, which if you're listening to this episode on the day that it's released, that's tomorrow. If you're feeling like you are in the ramp up phase, you know that this is you because you're overwhelmed. You want your practice to grow more, but you're not sure how you can even make the space for more people in your practice and in your life, then you're going to need some different strategies and tactics, and we can help you with that. So apply for this mastermind today. Don't wait because space is limited and we start the first week of February. You can find the application at alignedwomen.com forward slash elevated. Okay. So that's a wrap for today. We'll catch you next week with a new episode. And in the meantime, If you know a woman in chiropractic who you think would love this podcast, then be sure to share this with her and let her know why you think that she should listen. And we'll see you next week. Take care. Thank you for joining us today on the Aligned Women podcast. If you haven't subscribed to the podcast yet, we would love for you to head on over to iTunes and hit subscribe so you don't miss an episode. You can join the community of amazing women doctors in our free private Facebook group, Mama Chiropractors, by going to alignedwomen.com slash mama chiropractors. And if you'd love to fast track your success in life and practice, subscribe to the waitlist for the Aligned Women team group coaching membership by going to alignedwomen.com forward slash join. Have an amazing day and we look forward to seeing you next time on the Aligned Women podcast.